Okay, so I have noticed over time that uh, humans in our society nowadays, in fact, you could say that one of the causations of our ability to build society itself as one of the results of the society that we built is, is that humans have turned from, in the time of the Buddha, merely greedy animals. Now we've added a new component, which I would call criticism, that humans are critical. We're critical of each other, we're critical of politics, we're critical of culture, we're critical of our technology, and in fact, technology grows that way, and uh, over time, our culture and society will change for the better. But in the present moment, you being critical of yourself is a hindrance. And that our expectations, for instance, the idea that uh, an unwholesome thought comes to mind, we can see it, we can take a deep breath, we can say, aha, I see you, Myra. You can let it go, but now the critical mind is saying, yeah, but it'll come back. Yeah, exactly. And then it comes back. And then the yeah. critical mind is saying, see, I told you. Yeah, it almost no worse. <laughs> you're all down that road about criticisms, you see. And that, and that part of the change of attitude from um, being critical of ourselves into being nurturing is exactly the same thing as being critical. When we're critical, that is uh, the loser. Criticism goes to the loser. Nurturement and nurturing and uh, nourishment goes to the winner. So the difference is, is that in that parent ego state, in that set of rules, one of the rules that you have is when you screw up, you should criticize yourself. And we need to make, make a change to that law. And that is, is that when you screw up, congratulate yourself for catching it. Congratulate yourself for catching it. Be nourishing for yourself. Like the fact that you catch it. If you like the fact that you catch it, then you'll be out on the hunt for it. And you can catch it easier because you like doing this. Tally-ho! The fuck! <laughs> All right. However, if we are critical and minded, all oh, those damn foxes, we ought to go do something about them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the mentality that we have is uh, those dang thoughts are so unwholesome why can't you clean the mind? And that's the way that we treat ourselves. That kind of thought is unwholesome itself. Being critical of ourselves is not wholesome. But congratulate yourself when that thought comes back. Ah, there you are. I knew you were coming back. Here, take a deep breath and get the hell out again. <laughs> and we can, in fact, be joyful in chasing these unwholesome thoughts out. And guess what? The only option is what you're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is being critical. 
but you can change that attitude from being critical into being nurturing. Like hot dog, I almost got it right. There's a whole much better than gosh, I missed it so far. Yeah. Yeah, I I get it, but it still builds up from this. I haven't caught it. I haven't caught it to you're not putting in enough effort to getting really uptight about it and I know but completely that into talking. In more, right. Putting in more effort is what gets you uptight. And why? Because you've been ordered that you should clean up your mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. Instead of making it a, um, a, let us call it, a, instead of an Easter egg hunt, it's a mental thought hunt. Make a game out of it. Tally-ho, the thought. And learn to play with it as opposed to being critical of yourself when it's there. Mm -hmm. It's almost like uh, uh, you're, you're visiting someone else's house and the child plays with some ceramic or maybe uh, Uncle Joe's pocket knife or whatever and uh, mom in a scolding way says, put that down. That doesn't belong to you. Or leave things alone, you know, in that really critical kind of voice. Well, that kind of critical voice we pick up and we begin to use on ourselves. Yes. We do it. And sure. so we need to, for you, especially from the culture that you were uh, raised in, and a lot of us need to watch that critical voice. It's not that you watch that the mind has wandered away from the breath so much, is that when the mind wanders away from the breath and you catch it, then you become critical of yourself. So we need to wake up twice. Once to wake up to bring the mind back to the present moment, and then the second waking up, the bigger waking up, is to do it joyfully that we don't have to be critical of ourselves. Yep. It has so much layers, and I have this, and I, if I put away critical, then comes expectation to, okay, now I'm not critical, now I'm in the moment, okay, where is my joy? So Right, where is your joy would be right there, here's the joy, instead yeah. of being critical about, is this enough joy? I mean, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Can't you do better than that? Being non-critical for you for a moment, in that moment of being non-critical, should be a very nice, joyful moment. To recognize, hey, I'm not being critical of myself right now. Yeah. <laughs> then in a way, that um, undetermined thing that we had labeled Mr. Turd, this may be Mr. Turd's job is always being critical of you. Okay. And so you wind up having Mr. Turd's feelings because you're listening to Mr. Turd saying, nah, 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 nah. that thought went away and now it's back. You're not doing something. <laughs> and then that criticism then leads to confusion. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's the annoying part. 
this confusion that's coming out of this criticism and out of this self-doubt and all of this yeah exactly like is this the right thing can i do it like is there something in my brain that's hindered it and that the whole package have. is in fact the hindrances and they come as a package deal <laughs> and so the way to get rid of them is to recognize them actually one at a time as they occur note it well ah criticism ah doubt Note it well, and let it pass away. Wow, I'm glad that doubt's gone. So that whole quality of relief, the whole quality of setting a burden down, the whole quality of having been walking down a road for a long, long distance, and you happen to walk uh, by an area that right close to the road has a... um, uh, a, a hand pump well and a shade tree. And so you stop the walk and you pump yourself a drink of water and you sit down under that tree. Ah, oh, what a relief this is. That road's hot. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I have a problem like with this confusion and doubt because, for example, let's say there's anger and if there's no doubt about that I can push away anger, like I can throw anger out, no problem because I have no doubt. But pushing doubt out of self with the thought of having doubt, it's kind of like biting each other because I don't have enough effort or attitude of because okay. of the doubt to push the doubt out. Doubt is actually in a way very easy to deal with. That in fact Scarlett O'Hara had the right phrase. I'll deal with that tomorrow. So you can say that exactly with the doubt. Hey, you know, that doubt is there, but I don't have the solution to that to that question, that doubtful thing right now. Guess what? I can relax and be happy even if I don't have that doubt cleared up. Even if it's a doubt about how to be restful, relaxed, and happy, I can say, well, I'll worry about how to do it later. Right now, I'm just going to be relaxed and happy. (laughs) Doubt's an easy one to deal with because also, once we can relax and sit and just be happy for just a short time, just a moment, then the doubt is wiped away because we know we can do it. Basically, the doubt is, can I ever get myself into a state of satisfaction? The answer is sure. But you can't say for yourself sure until you actually do it. Now that you've done it, one time at least, many times probably, that's the eradication of the doubt is that, can you do it again? Yeah, I can do it right now. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly what's annoying is because, yeah, I've seen it so many times and still I'm able to talk myself into, no, it's not possible. Criticism again, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. Guess what? You don't deserve to sit down and relax and be happy. <laughs> You've got a goose step. Hup, two, three, four, carry that weapon. Go do that job. Tote that bale, lift that barge, 
you don't, you'll land in jail. Ah, yeah. <laughs> That's all that critical mind. All of that, just all of that criticism, and you've got a ton of it. The area of Europe that you live in is well noted for it. I don't know who's worse, <laughs> the Russians or the Germans. <laughs> but that whole area of Europe is a mentality. And I think a lot of it came out of uh, uh, possibly the guilt, frustration of the destruction of World War II. Could be, yeah. And so now the whole group, I mean, guess what? It didn't take but 30 or 40 years to rebuild the entire civilization that was wiped out, bombed away. But it hasn't healed the mental scars of the people who passed that suffering down one generation after the other after the other. But being super critical of everything. Mm. Hey, we've got a civilization to be rebuilt. Let's get to work. Guess what? Civilization's been done. Germany looks beautiful <laughs> compared to most places. Give it a rest already. The whole nation should sit down for a year and congratulate themselves. Go have a year-long Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> to help everybody come out of that mentality of you got to get it done. Mm. Rather than, hey, let's go play with that one too. So one is the critical mind and the other one is the nurturing. And that criticism, that critical mind is basically it's marching orders. It's the law. You've got to go do it and do it right. And you're not going to get any reward until you get the job done. And that's the orders. Guess what? You don't have to do anything. You can sit down and relax. Yeah, and it's yeah, and if if you apply this to meditation, yeah, meditation becomes a core as well. It's like you you have to sit down, you have to take a deep breath, you have to take a deep breath now, and then you're annoyed of taking a deep breath. <laughs> uh huh. And so you take a toy and turn it in. Every toy is a toy is a toy soldier with a real gun. <laughs> And we need to let these things be toys to be played with so that we can enjoy it in a nurturing way rather than in a have-to-critical way. And I probably will have to tell you this again another dozen or so times. <laughs> Could be. It's a very, it's a very common uh, situation and not a problem. Not my problem. <laughs> you can call it a problem if you want to. <laughs> Yeah, the situation is, is that people are really critical of themselves. And, and that's one of the major reasons why we work too hard. And so that's one of the reasons, and if we work too hard at whatever we're doing, then we're likely to not use right, noble effort. We're likely to work too hard, to want too much. But yeah, I'm satisfied, but it's not satisfying enough. Yeah, that's, that's the basic point. 
then I'm taking satisfying. Right. We're being dissatisfied yeah. even with dissat even with satisfaction. I mean, like um these <laughs> this rule system is out in there measuring everything instead of saying, Hey, it's good enough. Yeah. It's like taking a deep breath and then thinking, yeah, someone else out there is way more satisfied than I am right now. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Well, you know why he's more satisfied than you are? It's because he don't care about you. <laughs> yeah. He's not worried about what you're doing, but you're worried about what he's doing, and therefore what he's doing is better than what you're doing, and you're dissatisfied. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of the reason for being secluded is say, hey, man, let me be off on my own so I don't have to uh, report to anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Don't have to report to anybody. I can sit here and enjoy myself. And you have never in your life been given permission to just sit down and enjoy. And enjoy. Everything has had to be a two-step process. You've got to do this before you can sit down and relax. You got to put a full day's hard labor in before you can sit down and relax. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'd love to get it out of my head at least for meditation. Because, for example, you had this talk about where you say every time you get on, you get up from your chair or you sit down, that's a point of sati, like a good point of sati to just take a deep breath. And I did it, and it worked well for like two hours until I made it into this. Okay, you got up, but you didn't remember. And I, this for 10 times, and then, okay, this is total waste of time because <laughs> it's not working. And Because you're not working, it's not working because you don't like it. Instead of saying, aha, I caught you. <laughs> You're saying, oh no, I got up and I didn't remember. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the critical mind, the critical parent in the mind that is saying, oh no, you've got to do it perfectly or you don't get any joy juice. And the answer to that is, is that yes, you can have all the joy juice you want because this is not, it doesn't have a measure. So you wouldn't say there's some momentum, like there's nothing building up, there's like the deep breath and the joy is always the same, like if I'm doing this for 30 years or 10 minutes, like it's always the same result. There is the quality of skill that is developed, but the development of a skill means you've got to practice that skill. So over time your, your satisfaction will grow if it's satisfaction. But if your satisfaction, oh, well, it could be better, it's not satisfying enough, now you're practicing that things aren't good enough. Yeah, and that's exactly back to doubt again, because now I would have the thought of like, okay, I'm really practicing the skill, or is this maybe not really satisfying? Is there still some doubt in it, some criticism? Uh, is, this, is this really skill building, or is it maybe even counterintuitive, or... <laughs> and those kind of thoughts are hindrances. Questioning and worrying and trying out and you can say, hey, I'll figure all of that out tomorrow. Right now, I'm just going to enjoy the moment without comparing it to any other moment. I'm just going to like this one. 
just because I like it. Okay. Because that's all we've got is this present moment. Everything else is mental conjecture. Including all the woulds and shoulds and coulds and measurements and is it good enough and all of that kind of stuff. That's just conceptualizations. Yeah, sure, because I need some reference point to compare it to and... You thought you did because you were told that you did. That that's what people do is we go around blindly doing what we were told to do. A really good example is sheep being ordered around by a sheepdog. And that sheepdog, the only thing that sheepdog does is bark. He comes over here and he barks and comes over here and he barks and comes over here and he barks and all those sheep get into a little herd together, right? Yeah. But if those sheep figured it out that, wait a minute, there's no reason to be afraid of that dog. He doesn't, all he does is bark. He does not kill any sheep. And besides, we're bigger than he is. And there's only one of them. In the old days, when the wolves were out, they would actually kill a sheep and they went in packs. This is only one dog barking. Yeah. <laughs> if the sheep would think about it, they'd say, hey, why don't the three, four or five of us big sheep, let's just go surround that dog and let him bark at us and everybody else can have fun. We can go do sheep kind of things. <laughs> Rather than being all in a little herd. Okay. And that's what governments do. Governments go like a barking dog. Politicians go around barking like barking dogs. And parents and teachers go around barking at the kids. <clears throat> and the kids go in the huddle. Everybody's afraid and, and worried. Am I doing it right? I don't want them guys barking at me. And guess what? Nowadays is you barking at yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so begin to recognize that barking dog and the fact that you are, you are actually bigger than it is. That is just a concept and you're real. Yeah. And you can feel good. You don't have to be, feel good only because you met some criteria. And that's what humanity has gotten into, is going around in suffering, doing what they were told to do, hoping for some reward, expecting that if they do fulfill the criteria, finally they can rest. When they put in a hard day's labor, finally they can rest. Guess what? I don't care if the master gets his cotton picked or not. I'm going to sit in the cotton field and rest. I'm not going to pick his cotton. I'm not a slave, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really easy to see this criticism because it comes up so often and so clearly. It's so begin to watch for it. You can say, "Ah, I see that criticism." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right. Well, let's make this in a short call. I've got an extra couple of people waiting, so we'll finish yeah. this off. Yeah, Go nice. for it. This this was easy. You got the point. If, if you want, 
we can have like without the recording i can give you like two or three minute wrap up about the last session with the therapist and because i talked to him all right okay so let's finish this call <laughs> and uh we'll turn the uh recorder off Stop recording.